You're listening to I Teach Therefore, a podcast that believes in elevating teachers and therefore the teaching profession by letting teachers be the narrators of their own stories. to I Teach Therefore, the intro episode where we give you our who, what, why. I'm Susanna, my co-host and dear friend Kristen is here, and we're just going to give you a little little tidbit on what we want I Teach Therefore to be, um, how we came into this podcast and storytelling idea and a little bit on who we are and what qualifies us to talk about education at all. So Kristen, I'm going to have you. Yeah, no, I love it. Um, I feel like we're going to be using our teacher voices when we do this on every episode. The glass of wine are not compatible, but I hear what you mean. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, the podcast is a space to um, let teachers Um, voices shine and be heard as we'll get into we've both experienced being the only adult in the room for very long periods of time so this is a way for teachers to connect and feel a little less alone in their work yeah currently you know it's late July 2020 and my Twitter feed which is just all education because you know that's what I love I see this redundant theme of clearly society doesn't have the greatest understanding of what teachers actually do, which is confusing because everyone or most people have been in a school, so they think they know what teachers do, but the reality is just not there at all. It's missing. And that's just, yeah, it's because we're missing teacher voice. So like Kristen said, we want to elevate teacher voices and give them the chance to, you know, enumerate on their tasks, their jobs, their roles, their driving motivations. Yeah. And I feel like we always get back to this idea of just there being such a lack of prestige with the role and how frustrating that is. And how just it can really be a confidence killer and incredible people doing the incredible work, which is that of a teacher. And, you know, despite the reality that everyone knows that they couldn't have ever become whatever it is they decide to do in life without having had all of the teachers along the way. Yeah, I think that leads us perfectly into our why. Like you're, you're definitely touching on some things that I would say ultimately lead to teacher burnout, which is a big piece of why you and I are collaborating as co-hosts along with many other reasons. But yeah, our, our why was that I found myself, I teach fourth grade now. I have been teaching second grade, but I teach fourth grade now in San Antonio, Texas. And Kristen and I have known each other since college. We went to Vanderbilt and I've always wanted to be an educator. Uh, I've always wanted to be a teacher. I actually don't know if Kristen has always wanted to be a teacher. I think that education's always been in her heart, but we can get to that in a second. 
but I, I see my, my work and kids and the um, teaching that we do in the classroom is just so important. I take it so seriously and I think it is so technical and challenging and meaningful. And Kristen, as one of my best friends, has just always been, you know, the girl that gets it as a fellow educator, but also the person that I can turn to when I'm saying, these are all of my frustrations with the way society sees teachers. And, and this is why it, you know, hurts me sometimes, just to be completely honest. Mm -hmm. And this is why it aggravates me to no end because I know how important and, like I said, challenging it is. And I feel like when I have had that conversation with you a million times, it got to the point where, like, that was just kind of taking over my life particularly this past spring with school closures due to COVID-19. That mentality of like, no one gets me. I'm not some angsty <laughs> teenager, but I didn't feel like people really understood things. And I, like I said, said that to you a million times. And finally was like, you know what? This can't be the narrative anymore. It cannot be what was me. No one understands what teachers do and who we are. So I felt and thank gosh you agreed that the way to counter that narrative was to give teachers a voice and say, you know, we're going to tell the story of what we do in the classroom. And obviously I thought you were such a good fit for that. And I was like really, really excited to collaborate with you. So yeah, tell me about or tell the listeners about how you um, came into education a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no. And I'm so glad that you did ask me. It's funny. I don't know that I would have said yes to doing this to anyone else. But, <laughs> and so here we are. No, but it's good. It's good to be outside of your comfort zone a bit. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, you know, I was always one of those kids. I just remember so vividly my third grade teacher letting us take home the extra worksheets. And like, I would you know, go through them and teach all of my dolls and you know mm. animals like three times three and et cetera. But it wasn't really until high school when I did a lot of volunteer work with special education students. We had a um, really strong special education school in my city. And that was when I really realized just the impact that you can have on giving your time to others and just having that sort of people-focused work and people focused role. And then I got to Vanderbilt and um, I really always knew I wanted to study communications because I wanted to ultimately go into politics, which now, you know, that is just a ship that is very far gone and I'm very happy about. But education was always intertwined with me with politics because growing up in, in an urban area, you really see it's particularly then going to a college where people come from just incredible high schools and prep schools. I mean, you really see that education equity is a big issue and is um, something that we have yet to achieve in our country. And so, yeah, it was one of those things. I knew I wanted to teach for America and I just thought I would teach for two years and then um, go into political advocacy for education. And here I am not so much doing that, but I guess sort of following the plan. So I did do Teach for America, which brought me to Texas. 
And I taught first grade and then did um, upper elementary reading intervention and assistant principal and um, just really saw the same theme year after year, which is that such a beauty of our field is that we attract or the field rather attracts just really high quality people that want to make a difference, that want to do people facing work, that want to give back in that way to future generations, but aren't necessarily prepared for the reality that's of it, or you know, can't strike whatever that perfect little balance somewhere out there is of feeling like they can be the parent, the counselor, the role model, the teacher, et cetera, to 25 plus individuals and then also still have a part of themselves that is viable for their own families and their own life. Yeah. It's interesting that you and I took, like we, we started on this same path at Vanderbilt. We met um, my freshman year, your sophomore year, and I think a special education class. I'm not positive. I can't even remember. But then I feel like our educational journeys took wildly different paths Mm -hmm. and it's it's cool to see how it's coming back together Mm -hmm. Um, that that makes me really excited first really quick tell us what you're studying right now because you didn't oh yeah so you know I just saw the theme of like I know it wasn't particular to just my school that I just happened to be in this little um, niche where all these great people were there like it's Mm. every school there's incredible yeah and yet every year it's like more and more of them were either more run down or leaving or you know couldn't be a part or didn't feel like they could sustain the work and I myself felt that way um you know in a lot of moments and so I came upon um my now advisor and um his lab's work which is focused on teacher stress and coping and at the time I was getting my master's and so I was back in the world of academia and I was just really, really enjoying it. But I I just realized, oh my gosh, this is something I care about so much. And also, wait, this is an organized area of research that other people are actively contributing to? Mind blown. Yeah. Because otherwise, I mean, being in the system, it's really not a huge part of your day-to-day work. And yet we know so many people struggle with the stress of the job and finding ways to make it sustainable and successfully cope and prevent, you know, stress. So yeah, so now that's what I'm studying and just really hoping to give back to the field from that vantage point of how do we go upstream and help teachers so that they can ultimately help students. I was going to say when you touched on this earlier is that there is like these two schools of thought, you know, some people think, wow, you have to be just naturally really great with kids to be a good teacher. Or there's this idea that, you know, anyone can be a great teacher, but uh, you have to be really intelligent and really well-researched in whatever background or field it is or department that you're teaching in. And um, 
first of all, no, like you need both of those things. Mm-hmm. You, you need to either, you need to be naturally great with kids and, you know, put in the time and the work and the effort to understand how to best teach them. Or yeah, maybe you are really strong in this field and you need to put in the time and the effort and the work to understand how to work with people, like you said, um, and specifically children. But I'd even, yeah, what you're touching on and what you're studying uh, at UT right now is this third piece that's like, and you need to be great at staying there. You, you need to figure out some way to keep going. There was just such, um, I don't want to say burnout because I, I don't even necessarily know that that's true. I was telling a friend like this spring, I felt burnt out, but I didn't burn out. You know what I mean? Um, but you had the symptoms of burnout, but didn't yeah. necessarily achieve that. I, d- I didn't let it get me down. I, I kept putting in, you know, like 80 plus hour weeks because it was yeah. a completely different way to do the job. Um, yeah. and I kept putting my whole heart into it, but it was truly taxing, you know, um, work-wise and emotionally. Mm-hmm. But I think this idea of this podcast, the the idea that I was going to get to highlight teacher voice is, has been one of the most like reinvigorating, empowering things. And so I'm excited about the opportunity to give that, that um, refreshment to fellow teachers. I also think like, like you said, um, when you were talking about the business of teaching during the day, people get so caught up in the business of the classroom that sometimes there's this, you know, necessity to reinvent the wheel, Mm -hmm. lack of resources, lack of time, whatever it is, we feel like we have to take it on all on our own, particularly because even the platforms that do exist for teachers to share resources for whatever reason, cost teachers money, (laughs) which, you know, tell me another job where you have to pay to do your job. doesn't make sense. So that's also a huge part of this, not just to clarify what our roles are, but I really hope, you know, if I, if I were a listener that came upon this podcast, that I would hear a teacher talking that may not even be in my district or my city or my state, but I hear something that they do and say, wow, that was impactful. I could do that in my class. Or even hearing someone, you know, on the flip side say, you know, I had several Sunday nights where I didn't know how I was going to get up and be the person that I wanted to be for my students. Mm. And just kind of like destigmatizing that corner of teaching, which similarly to you know, in the broader society, all of the stigma around mental health. I mean, it's, it's very much their parallel processes. And, you know, even you just talking about like, I don't, I mean, I wasn't burned out, but I wasn't doing great. Like burnout is multidimensional. I mean, and you are having the own like personal authority and autonomy to say, I'm going to flip this around. I'm going to flip the script. I, you know, want to do something that makes me feel efficacious. I, I want to, um, you know, increase my personal accomplishment. Like feeling of feelings of low accomplishment is a factor of 
burnout, you know? So maybe it was that for you in that moment. And one wasn't necessarily emotional exhaustion or just, you know, there are just so many layers to all of this that again, when you're the only adult, when you're the only person who's truly in charge of what you're doing, you know, most of us were lucky or are lucky to work with a team or have great administration, but at the end of the day, it's you and your students. And that's a lot of pressure on people that care and want to do right by them. Uh, even just in your personal life. I also want to push back on this narrative, and I, I hope that's something that we accomplish this season and in seasons to come, um, that teachers are martyrs. It's, it's just this crazy tightrope walk. Mm -hmm. You know, so many times in my life, like I, like you're saying, like with people that are not involved in the education world, my friends, my family, when they ask me why I'm a teacher or, or even why do you, why did you go to Vanderbilt if you're just going to be a teacher or why did you get yes. masters? Cause yes. my masters, if you're just going to be a teacher yes. and then I feel and hear myself, you know, just being so defensive, like, well, I do this, 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 and this. And I, I think that's <laughs> that tendency to be and feel so defensive because it's been put on us is contributing to the culture where we, you know, are falling over ourselves to become martyrs for children. When the reality is like, this is a job and a career. Um, mm -hmm. On the other hand, it is a job and a career that I, care so deeply about and is, you know, I would say the centerpiece of my life personally. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just this balance of, you know, we're not martyrs. We might be heroes sometimes, but that's just because we're genuinely good at what we do. And if you, if you understand what the profession is, if you understand what public education is, I argue it's the cornerstone of democracy, then you know what? Thank God we are good at what we yeah. do, which yeah. we want us to be. Yeah, exactly. And going back to your earlier comment, like I think the struggle too is that it's an art and it's a science. And so it necessitates some of that rumination of like, is this good enough? Am I good enough? Is this right? Are they going to, you know, turn out better than they were before I had them? Yeah. It's so heavy on your soul. It does. Yeah. Yeah. But that, what you said about it being a great combination of art and science makes mm -hmm. me think of, um, one of our guests that we will have this season. And we have to tell y'all, um, we just have so many incredible teachers that we mm -hmm. are having on the pod and are going to be interviewing and telling you about how they came into education and what their various roles are. Um, so please, please tune in this season. We are so excited for you guys to listen, but we're thrilled to get to update yeah. these amazing educators' stories because that's yeah. what it's all about. Completely. And then follow us on social. Yeah. Um, our Twitter handle is teach underscore therefore. And our Instagram handle is I teach underscore therefore. So follow us to see who all is going to be a fabulous guest. Yeah. Or to recommend future guests. Yes, um, please. Yeah. 
Yeah, I feel like we are going to rely a lot on this snowball sampling of sorts to just mm -hmm. get more and more um, incredible people on and expand our reach. Yeah, and as one of my dear friends and mentors, Jen Maestas of Miss Education has said to me, you know, it's yeah. always better to have yeah. more people talking about education. And I just couldn't agree more. So tune in to hear some teacher voice this season on I Teach Therefore.